Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net, and follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives, and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Before we do get started, I want to encourage you, if you're looking for a digital uh, stocking stuffer, consider sending along one of uh, my ebooks available on the Kindle store. Related directly to the show, we have All I Needed to Know I Learned uh, from Columbo, My First Detective Story, An Ounce of Prevention, and What Made the Golden Age Shine. In addition, there's my superhero comedy novels, Tales of the Dim Night, Fly Another Day, and Powerhouse Hard Pressed. Tales of the Dim Knot is 99 cents for a limited time, so I encourage you to check that out. All right, well, now it's time for today's episode of The Amazing Mr. Malone. They all confessed. The Amazing Mr. Malone. Operator. Operator, get me the office of John J. Malone. We now present The Amazing Mr. Malone, an exciting half hour of mystery and suspense, starring John Saul as the lawyer, whose practice before every type of bar has become a legend. A locale is the city of New York, the time, the present, and the hero of these weekly adventures, The Amazing Mr. Malone. John J. Malone, attorney and counselor at law. Tonight in our study of the cliché, let's take a look at the overworked eat, drink, and be merry. If that's a recipe for happiness, Rita Jordan ought to be delirious with joy. Rita's the attractive-looking brunette in the Belmont, quenching her thirst. And when she hears a knock on the door, she hurries and hides the bottle. Proving conclusively it doesn't contain Coca-Cola. Who who is it? Me. Uh, uh, Just a second, Leo. Hello, darling. What were you doing that took it? Aren't you going to kiss me? Cut it out, Rita. You smell like a saloon. Well, that's a nice thing to say. I told you to lay off the stuff. Honest, Leo, I haven't had a drink. Who are you kidding where is it? Where's what? The bottle. I told you I Where have... is it, Rita? No! Well? In the bureau drawer. This one? Please, sweetheart. You've got to understand. I'm sick. If I don't have a... 
Well, you don't have a garbage disposal unit in this joint. No, Leo, don't! Why did you do that? Because I can't trust it. You smug hypocrite. I hate you. I hate you! You know you don't really mean that. No! You're crazy about me, aren't you? <laughs> oh, darling. Darling. Everything's going to work out real fine. <laughs> I can't go on like this, Leo. I can't. You don't have to. You think I enjoy seeing my wife live in a crummy dive like this? Don't you think I got a heart? That's why I lined up that Ernie Moore. Ernie Moore? How are you doing in that department? He says he's in love with me. That's wonderful. You think it's wonderful he wants to divorce his wife and marry me? Sure. That shows you're doing a fine job. But that's only half of it. Well, I can't do the rest. You want all our work to go down the drain? Please, Leo. Look, Rita. You're going to go through with it? I'm going through with you. Make it be mine. Well? I'll get the money from him. Got a date with him tonight? Yeah, no. Good. Listen, Leo, couldn't I have just one small drink? No. Just to give me... I said no, Rita. But you do the job right and I'll buy you a case. Now go wash your face, baby. We want you to look real pretty for the boy. How are you, Rita? Been waiting long? Seemed like years. I uh, hope you don't mind my ordering. Oh, of course not. Uh, and I wasn't that stupid of me. I went and finished your drink, too. Waiter! Oui, madame. I think we'd better go around again. Uh, very good, madame. What's the matter, Ernie? You look unhappy. I don't want to heckle, Rita, but... Don't you think they're drinking too much? Are you going to start lecturing me, too? I only meant... Why can't a girl take a drink without a sermon? It's all right, though. No, it isn't all right. Just because I like to feel good, somebody think I was committing a murder. I'm sorry, Rita. That's my fault, I'm sick. But you're responsible. Me? Well, can't you see, darling? I'm crazy about you. Well, you know how I feel about you. You say it, but do you mean it? Let me prove it to you. You mean by getting a divorce? Yes, I'll speak to Jenny tonight. No. Why not? Because there's no solution to the problem. You work for the father, don't you? Yes. Well, how long do you think you drop a glass to you and Janet bust up? I don't care. Well, I do. We've got to use our heads, sweetheart. If, if you had a little money put away... It's no use talking. I haven't. Then why don't you get it from Janet's father? Are you crazy? I heard somewhere Victor Conley's one of the biggest loan sharks in New York. Well, what's that got to do with... Well, it... it it stands to reason a man like him would keep a lot of money in the office. Are you suggesting that... Yeah. Well, you're crazy, Rita. He'd kill me. Don't talk like a child. Janet's his pride and joy. You told me so yourself. Oh, sure, but... There are no buts about it. Connie did never do anything to hurt her. And she's in love with you. But if I left her... Look, Ernie, I know, Rita. A girl like Janet will do everything to protect her man. How much cash does Connie generally have around the office? It varies. But generally. Runs around 75,000. Yeah. Think how far we could run the rest. What do you say, darling? Am I worth the gamble? Oh, sure, but... There we go with the butts again. Well, when you make up your mind, give me a call. I can't promise I'll wait too long. Forty-one right. Twenty-three left. Seventeen right, ninety-three left. 
where did I put that briefcase? It's on top of the safe. <gasps> Conrad! I hope I haven't inconvenienced you, Ernie, but I had no idea. Oh, listen, Victor, I, I know what you think, but... What could I possibly think? After all, what could be more natural than to find my son-in-law at my safe? Of course, some evil-minded someone would say, what is he doing there after office hours and with a gun no less? But that would never occur to me. So suppose you put the money back. No. Put it back, Ernie. I won't say a word to Janet. I don't care what you say to her. Now get out of my way. Don't be a fool, Ernie. Are you going to... Let go, I tell you. I, I told you to let go. Oh, oh. I, I, I didn't mean it, Victor. Honest, I didn't. Victor! It's all right, Ernie. You can turn on the light. What? And out of sleep. I'm sorry, Janet, but you see, I... Don't bother lying. I got a call from Papa. You... You got a call from your father? Yes. When? Ten minutes ago. Then he isn't... Dead? No. You hit him in the shoulder. Why did you do it, Ernie? Look, Janet, don't ask me any questions. Oh, I don't have to. I, I know it's her fault. Her fault? That Rita Jordan. What? Don't you see what she's doing to you? She's no good, Ernie. Who told you about her? I've known about her for months. She and her husband are just using you. You're lying. She's not married. Jordan's her husband's name. Leo Jordan. He's a petty larceny thief. You're crazy. I swear it's the truth. Oh, darling, I, I don't care what you've done, but don't let this woman make a fool of you. Papa promised me he wouldn't say a word to the police. You'll return the money and... No. You're jealous, that's all. So you have to make up lies. Well, that won't help you one bit. You and your father can do what you want, because I'm going to do what I want beginning right now. That clock right, Rita? No, it's 15 minutes fast. Well, I'd better beat it just the same. No, don't go, Leo. Don't leave me alone. You crazy? Your boyfriend will be here any minute. My boyfriend? How can you say that? Look, girl, don't go temperamental now. I'll be waiting downstairs in the lobby. When I see the schmo come in, I'll call you on the house phone. As soon as he forks over the dough, send him out for a couple of minutes. What'll I tell him? What do you tell him? Tell him he got a headache. Tell him he had an aspirin. That's a good excuse. Ernie. Who is he, Rita? Leo, I'm her I... cousin. Uh, yes, uh... Uh, Leo, this is Ernie Moore. I've heard a lot about you, fella. Rita's done nothing but talk about you all night. Well, uh, I guess you love birds. Wait a minute, Jordan. You must think I'm pretty stupid. How's that? You're... No, Ernie. Honest. Don't make me laugh. I heard you two talking. You shouldn't have done that, Ernie. Don't you know eavesdroppers never hear anything good about themselves? So you played me for a sucker. That's right. And what are you going to do about it? Plenty. You just wait and see. Hey, he's a mean one, ain't he? Don't, Leo. <coughs> Darling, please. <coughs> Leo, please. No more. Don't keep out of this, Rita. You're just having fun. Ernie's getting a kick out of this, too, aren't you, fella? Hello? This is Rita Jordan. 
Yes? This is the desk. I've been trying to reach you for the past half hour. What is it? I, I hate to bother you, Miss Jordan, but the party in 209 has been complaining of a disturbance. Well, I haven't made any noise. He claims he heard someone yelling. Oh, he's mistaken. There's been absolutely nobody here, but... Miss <laughs> Jordan! <laughs> It was just one of those things, one of those crazy things, one of those bells that now and then ring, just one of those things. It was just one... Hmm. First time I've known it to fail. Mr. Malone? Ah, I knew it, I knew it. I beg your pardon? I was afraid the charm had been broken. You see, every time I walk in here singing that tune, I find a client. How fortunate for you. Yeah, well, that's a matter of opinion. You're Victor Conrad, aren't you? That's right. Well, you won't think I'm presumptuous if I ask how you got in here. I got tired of waiting outside, so I used these uh, skeleton keys. Ah, an honest man. Don't mind me taking the liberty here. Not at all, no. I want everyone to feel that Malone's office is their home. What's on your mind, Conrad? Have you seen this? Uh, uh, attractive brunette slain in hotel room. Rita Jordan, age 29, was... They're holding my daughter for the murder. Your daughter? Mrs. Janet Moore. I'd like you to represent her. And, of course, she's innocent. Of course. How could Janet have killed Rita when I did? That's right. When you did. I seem to have amazed you, Mr. Malone. Perhaps you can do the same to the police. Shall we go? Before returning to the amazing Mr. Malone, a few words from your announcer. And now, back to the amazing Mr. Malone. It must go to prove something or other. Maybe it's the luck of the Irish, but how many lawyers can walk in their offices and find a self-confessed killer waiting for them? Two minutes later, Conrad and I were in our cab on our way to police headquarters. I just couldn't wait to see Lieutenant Brooks's face. I bet myself five bucks that I could predict his opening line. And you want to know something? I won. If it isn't the amazing Mr. Malone. <laughs> well, that's five dollars I owe myself. I knew you were going to say that. And far be it for me to disappoint you. You know, Mr. Conrad? Oh, sure. My brother-in-law is one of his best customers. He says he'd rather borrow money from Conrad than from a bank. Please thank him for me. I'll be glad to. What's the matter with your arm? That's another story. Well, why not tell it now? I haven't heard a good one in years. You must be hanging around with a dull crowd. Now, Malone, that's no way to talk about yourself. Eh, whatever happened to the typical dumb cop we used to hear about? They've all gone into radio. What's on your mind? I represent Janet Moore. Janet Moore? The girl you're holding for the Rita Jordan kill. Nah. Her husband retained you? No, Mr. Conrad did. He's her father. Well, if you're representing her, it stands to reason she's innocent. Well, of course. You uh, won't think me bold if I ask who did kill Rita Jordan? I did. What? And I don't regret it. She was destroying my daughter's happiness. Well, that's very noble of you, Conrad. I tell you I killed her, Lieutenant. What did you do with a knife? 
A knife? You certainly didn't slit her throat with one of Malone's sharp jokes. I disposed of it in the customary fashion. And what is the customary fashion? I threw it down the sewer. Well, what do you say, Lieutenant? I say... You better get yourself another confession. Yes, why? There are a couple of things wrong with Conrad's. First of all, we have a signed confession from his daughter. She made it to protect me. Now, let's see it, Lieutenant. I can assure you it's in perfect order. I tell you, I killed this Jordan woman. Not with a knife, you didn't. According to this, Rita was shot to death. Yeah. Well, it's been nice seeing you, Malone. Drop in again when you get another confession. I just love hearing them. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm looking for Ernie Moore. I'm sorry, mister, I'm very busy. Oh, this won't take long. Are you going to get out of here? Relax, Ernie, my name's John J. Malone. I don't care. Did you say Malone? I must have. Well, I'm glad to meet you, Malone. I was just on my way over to your office. I don't think you would have found me there. Uh, Sit down, please. Thank you. Would you like nothing but talk? My wife didn't kill Rita, Mr. Malone. She signed a confession. She did it to shield me. Do you need it? Yes. I killed Rita. Once again, please. I killed her, Malone. I was out of my mind about it. She got me to steal from my father-in-law. He caught me. Is that how Conrad was shot? Yes, I I must have been crazy. Then when I went over to see Rita, her husband was there. And? Can't you see what happened? Look at my face. Yeah, I've been admiring it since I walked in. Well, go on. There was nothing more to tell. When I came to, Jordan was gone. Apparently, he hadn't searched me because I still had the gun I'd used on my father-in-law. And you used it on Rita? Yes. You still got the gun? Yes. Here. Well, I think this ought to do it. All right, Annie, let's go. You like your shave, Lieutenant, really close? Nah, just one sober lightly, Joe. <laughs> you just deliver to me. I'm going to make you real pretty. What'll you take to cut his throat? Uh-huh. Well, if it isn't... It certainly is. So you're loafing on the city's time, huh? Oh, now, please don't snitch on me, Malone. I swear I'll never do it again. All right, Joe, let's get started. Listen, you clown, you know who this man is? Yeah, Joe the Barber. Oh, I mean him. Oh. Oh, hello, Moore. I didn't see you. All right, Annie. Break it to him gently. My wife didn't kill Rita, Lieutenant. I know. It was her father. We've been all through that. Go on, Joe. But you still in the back a little bit. I killed her, Lieutenant. Yeah, you killed her. Uh, what? Uh, I'm sorry, Lieutenant. You move. Hey, is this another one of your gags, Malone? Don't talk like a chump just because you are one. Show him the gun, Ernie. Here. Hey, this is a respectable place. It's all right, Joe. So this is the murder weapon. That's right, Lieutenant. He potted Conrad with a toe. Yeah, funny. Doesn't seem to have been fired recently. Oh, he explained that to me. He cleaned it before he put it away. Well, there's one thing I'd like Mr. Moore to explain. This is a 32 cold automatic. So? So Rita was killed with a German Luger. I la- she what? You heard me. Now, how would you like to use this gun on yourself? Or would you prefer one of Joe's razors? Oh. Give him a nice dull one, Joe. Take it easy, I'm coming. 
Well, will you look who's here? I guess you remember me, Jordan. Well, I got a feeling I read into you somewhere, and I watched your name. No, don't tell me. It's uh, Moore, isn't it? Sure. Ernie Moore. That's very funny. I'd ask you to sit down, Ernie, but I got a feeling you're not going to be here long. What's on your mind? Your wife's murder. I've been thinking about it, too. I don't know how I'm going to get along without Rita. The old homestead won't be the same without all those empty bottles. The police claim my wife killed it. Yeah, I heard it on the radio. I understand she made a confession. She didn't do it, Jordan. She confessed to protect me. That was real nice of her, wasn't it? You killed her. You don't know what you're saying, Ernie. Oh, yes, I do. You're going with me to a lawyer. Who's a lawyer? John J. Malone. And why would I want to see him for? To tell him the whole story. Obviously, you're a boy who don't learn from experience. Oh, you think so? Well, you forgot the lesson I taught you. It's just lucky for you I'm a patient man. So I don't mind teaching you again. Come here, Ernie. It's time to call the class to order. Hey, taxi! <laughs> taxi! I give you a lift, fella. Oh, thanks. I wouldn't want to trouble you. No trouble at all, Mr. Malone. You seem to know me. Well, you're a famous New York landmark. Like the fish markets. Hey, that's pretty good. I wish I had... Come back to... here. Oh. Now, that wouldn't be a gun in your pocket, wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess it would. Get in. Okay. All right, Al. Find us some nice, quiet spot where we can talk. No hydromatic? Al isn't fussy when he steals a car. I see. You're Leo Jordan, aren't you? Who told you that? I recognize you from your description. I was awfully sorry to hear about your wife. Thanks. You got any ideas who killed her? No, but I understand you have. And where do you understand that from? Ernie Oh. Ernie says you're fixing to pin the rap on me. Well, I hadn't considered it before. But now that you have. I think it's a great idea. So, you were going to frame me. Oh, oh, say, you really know me, don't you? I know pretty like you. Let me give you a little tip, Malone. You're out of my hair. And if I don't? Then you've got to expect me to get into yours. Oh, oh. Ah, merely goes to show you never see yourself as others see you. All along, I was under the impression I was just a shade under six foot. Yet when I came to this trip, I was at least two inches taller. It might have been that lump on my head that made the difference. Ah, this is a peachy one, Malone. So round, oh. so firm. Oh, get your hands off. Are you ready? Am I hurting you, dear? Ah. Hey, where did you come from, Lieutenant? For that matter, where did I come from? Which question do you want me to answer first? <laughs> Say, where am I? Near the zoo. Somebody must have dropped you off, head first. When I heard about it, naturally, I dashed down. Oh, thank you, dear. Oh, don't thank me, Counselor. This sort of thing doesn't happen often enough to suit me. Who did it this time? Leo Jordan. Greatest husband. Yeah. Why? Oh, he thought I was trying to frame him for a murder. Were you? Sure, Lieutenant. That's the way I operate. Oh, so that's the secret of your success. Look, Brooks, Janet didn't kill Rita Jordan. 
Don't tell me you got another confession. I couldn't stand it. Well, Mrs. Moore is innocent. Then who done it? I don't know. So let's get all our suspects together and play blind man's butt. And if that doesn't work, well, I can always take Jordan's idea and frame somebody. Ooh. Hand me my head and let's go. <laughs> All right, Boar. Inside. Ernie. Hello, Janet. Oh, Ernie, what have they done to you? Nothing, honey. Oh, you poor darling. This is a very touching scene. You keep out of this, Jordan. I wish I could, but a fellow named Malone insisted on dragging me in. Did someone mention my name? Yeah. Hello, Leo. Have you been here long? Too long. Good. All right, Sussman, open them up. Will you do the honor, Mr. Malone? Try and stop me. Hiya, Conrad. Sorry we had to do this. That's perfectly all right. Oh, I knew you'd take it like the grand trooper you are. Well, Mrs. Moore and gentlemen, not to keep you in suspense, we are gathered here tonight to determine who killed our beloved sister, Rita George. Amen. Now, this case was complicated by one thing. We had three confessions, which is two over par. Obviously, someone was lying. Well, it wasn't me. You try framing me. Oh, we don't have to, Jordan. Why, you, you're no problem at all. You're the only one in our little cast who didn't confess. So? So, obviously, you didn't kill Rita. Now, look, my Oh, I... no, I'm sure of it, Ernie. He has no motive. If he wanted to get rid of his wife, all he had to do was walk off. Well, Janet didn't kill her. Yes, I did. No, I'll never believe that. No. No, Ernie, you shouldn't. Especially when you know the truth. But are you insinuating... Yes, I am. You killed Rita Jordan. Listen, you... Now, don't complain, Ernie. I especially staged this little scene down here so you wouldn't have to do any more traveling. So try and show a little more appreciation, huh? was just one of those things, just one of those crazy things. Hey, hey, Malone. What's bothering you, little man? Well, I can see why Ernie killed Rita. Can you? Just one of those crazy things. Well, like he said, he hated her. Like he said. But what gets me is why he confessed. Well, that was a smart move, Brooks. Ernie knew sooner or later we'd get around to him, so he beat us to the punch and offered himself as a sacrifice. You notice, he gave himself an out. You mean the business of the gun? Yeah, yeah, he disposed of the Luger he used on Rita and got the Colt automatic. He knew the minute you saw it, you'd be positive he was innocent. Well, I was. Sure. And once you gave him a clean bill of health, you'd probably never bother him again. You'd think, here was a man who was just trying to protect his little wife. But you saw all through his dark, nefarious plot. Well, isn't that what you'd expect of me? Of course. After all, aren't you the amazing Malone? Oh, let's have my complete billing. The amazing Mr. Malone? Much better. Well, now it's my turn to amaze you. How? We've been coming into this joint every week for years, and always you grab the checks. But tonight? Tonight's different. I'm going to pay my own. Good night, Malone.
And now, once again, back to the amazing Mr. Malone. Well, that's it for now, but I'll be back at the same time next week. And I trust you'll be, too. Till then, I'll say goodnight. The Amazing Mr. Malone is a Grace Gibson radio production starring John Saul as John J. Malone and directed by Lawrence H. Sesson. Welcome back. Uh, a pretty interesting uh, uh, episode here, and I think one of the best of the series. Uh, by the way, uh, we don't know on the first two when they originally aired in the United States uh, series, um, but uh, we do know that the last two actually aired back-to-back, The Dude, and they all confessed uh, aired on August 9th and August 16th of 1947. And that was, uh, in the United States. And that was back when the show was, uh, called, uh, Murder and Mr. Malone. So even when it was called Murder and Mr. Malone, I think the, uh, trend in the show was towards, uh, changing the name to The Amazing Mr. Malone. Now we turn to listener comments and feedback. And Tim said, the irony of life, as I listened to episode 1048, I heard the comment that I posted. One thing I said was that I listened to many shows more than once. This time I noticed that one of the bad guys is Jack Reed. The guy from Rhode Island has comments read with Jack Reed in the episode. Jack Reed is a long-serving U.S. senator. Uh, still enjoying endless hours of, enter- of enjoyment with the show. Each show uh, has at least one... A little jewel, which makes it worth 30 minutes to find out. So I listen as I walk for my health. Well, thanks so much, Tim. And, uh, appreciate, uh, appreciate you listening. Uh, the, uh, uh, the, the thing that, uh, can sometimes be interesting is some of these names will have, uh, significance. But, uh, that's not the biggest political significance. Actually, for a while we had a listener who was regularly posting on Facebook whose name was Charlie Crist, who was at that time the governor of uh, Florida and, uh, a pretty controversial political figure. So whenever I uh, read his comments, I always said, uh, you know, Charlie in Florida writes rather than saying his last name. And I, I try to avoid saying last names. Usually if I say it, it, uh, is a bit of a slip. Not a big thing, usually. But thanks for the comments, Tim. All right, well, that will do it for today. We will be back on Wednesday as Johnny Dollar continues the laughing matter. And next week, we'll be back with Mr. Chameleon. In the meantime, I do want to wish everyone a wonderful Christmas, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Send your comments to Box13 at GreatDetectives.net and follow us on Twitter, Radio Detectives, from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.